a lot of times because home should be a safe place, we then release all the stress there. It's almost mm-hmm. like, you know, kids go to school and you go to the parent-teacher conference and when the teacher is telling you about your child, you look at each other like, is that our child that is being described? But it's because children are going to act a certain way at school, but then when they come home, they can let it all out. This week, we share marriage tips from and for entrepreneurs. Bloomberg recently put out an article that offered tips from entrepreneurs on how to keep your marriage and your relationships strong. And this week, Dr. Karen Sherman adds her own expertise to the conversation. I add a little bit too. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm going to keep this short. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. You should know that we have a website, hitchmag.com, with thousands of articles, our complete podcast archive with over 500 episodes, a free weekly newsletter, and more. If you like this podcast, please leave a rating or review to help encourage others to join. And without further ado, enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined in a new year, uh, 2022, with the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi. It's been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> How many years are we doing this together, Steve? I th- I would have to look, but I think it's over a decade, honestly. I think so, too. Yeah. I think so, too. Ah, oh, and we're still married. Look That's at that. right. That's right. And you and I and I call you the original because you were on episode one. And, okay, and, let's do it. Yeah. So, anywho, um, so for those who, after all those episodes, still don't know who Karen is, Dr. Karen Sherman is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over thirty years. Uh, Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life, and the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. Okay, so Karen, uh, you were kind enough to send me an article from uh, that appeared in Bloomberg.com, uh, and it was uh, information that was shared by happy entrepreneurs on how they saved their relationship, or mm-hmm. not save their relationship, but marriage tips for from happy entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And anybody who's listened to this any amount of time knows that um, I used to work for Entrepreneur Magazine. So this like kind of strikes a chord with me. And it's also kind of the lifestyle that I live, uh, running my own business. My wife runs her own business. So um, this one really resonated with me. And I'm really excited to hear your thoughts on it, Karen. So okay, first question. Um, Working for yourself can create a whole set of unique circumstances that need to be considered. So, for example, uh, the end-of-day decompression, and this was one of the tips that was recommended from Happy Entrepreneurs in this article. Do you have any recommendations on accomplishing the decompression portion of the day? Okay, so I know we're going to speak about this later, so I'll earmark it, and then we'll talk about it later. But obviously... There really is no end of the day when you're an entrepreneur, but you have to make a decision 
that you're going to quit at some point, that you're going to end your day. And by the way, the following suggestion I offer people, whether they are an entrepreneur or even if they're working at a job and now they have to switch gears Mm -hmm. and go back into their family life. So you take a few minutes where you do some deep relaxation breathing and you even start to visualize, you know, what your, your family life is. See yourself in that situation. Um, first, you have to relax, though. That's why the deep breathing. Mm-hmm. Because you're doing a mind shift um, and you want to get yourself ready for it. So that would be the thing that I would suggest. The, mm-hmm. the slow, relaxing breaths and then actually visualizing going into that other part of your life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, th- I think a lot of times people don't quite recognize the mind shift that actually takes place because it's, it's with you all the time, right? So you're, mm-hmm. you're constantly who you are. But we do put on different faces when we're in different environments. And when you mm-hmm. are around coworkers, um, you watch what you say, you watch how you act, uh, you, you know, you figuratively and literally don't put your hair down. Um, so there are all these things that you don't do in a work environment that you do at home. And that does take that mental shift that you're talking about. So I just wanted to kind of drive home that point about the importance of it. Yes. And well, you're right. And in addition to that, a lot of times because home should be a safe place, we then release all the stress there. It's almost Mm -hmm. like, you know, kids go to school and you go to the parent teacher conference. And when the teacher is telling you about your child, you look at each other like, is that our child that is being described? But it's because children are going to act a certain way at school, but then when they come home, they can let it all out. Mm -hmm. So in the letting your hair down, you also, I think, feel safer letting off steam. Mm. So that's not a great thing, right. you know, because you you want to still, even though you're going to be different, you still want to have a positive impact at home. Right, right. Um, and, and when you're talking about um, work and home, you know, as I mentioned, we're at the top of a new year here. Um, work and home have kind of become synonymous mm, with all yeah. the, the Zoom stuff and the remote working and all that stuff. So do you have any recommendations on, do you do you get in the car and drive around the block? Do you find a place in the house, a small room? Either to- one of those is great, Steve. And, you know, when I was mentioning that, um, you know, I also suggest this for people who work outside of the house. What I tell them to do is before you walk in the door, stay in your car for a few minutes mm-hmm. and just relax and, you know, release. So I love your idea about taking a drive, you know, for a couple of minutes or going into a separate spot away from your computer where you've been zooming all day and, uh, you know, just again, do that, that shift, that mental Mm -hmm. shift. Yeah. It could even be when, um, I mean, I know at the end of the day, I put on different clothes, um, more relaxing clothes than, uh, stuff that I'm wearing when I'm out and about that you could use that time to just kind of extend it. So when you go to change, you know, take a couple more minutes. 
you're right. Again, you're right. However, because so many people have been working at home, they're not putting on their business clothes. They're maybe putting on a nice top, but the bottom doesn't necessarily <laughs> have to be right. fancy. Right. So, okay. Anyway. Well, I, I, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm guilty of that too, because I go from casual to super casual. <laughs> mm, ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay, so a uh, and and as I was just describing, a clear delineation between work and personal time for or us time mm-hmm. seems to be evaporating a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we're trying to differentiate, and so for um, my wife and I, we we work together now um, mm-hmm. with her business, and so carving out that us time is it as simple as going out on date nights, or is do you have other rules that um, you recommend? Well, I think the date night that we've talked about so many times before is certainly a good idea. I think that you've got to put it into your calendar that you're going to spend it could even be just 15 minutes where it's just about the two of you. You know, somehow a the idea of putting it in your calendar gives it more validity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you have a doctor's appointment, you put it in your calendar and you don't miss that doctor's appointment or any other uh, number of things that you're committed to. So since you're committed to your marriage, then you put it in your calendar that for certain times, you know, this is when you're together as well as letting the people that you work with know that you are now off, you're not available. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that um, both my girls talk about, especially one of them, talks about how um, in the past she would get um, emails and phone calls and texts at the time where she was spending it with her son. And so she has let them know that there's a certain time period that is her time with her son. She's divorced. So her time with her son is really precious to her Mm -hmm. because she has to share parenting, um, that she is not to be disturbed during Mm -hmm. certain hours because it's time with her son. Well, that can be the same thing for your mate. Right. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to share my, my pro technology editor tip, uh, for everybody. Yes. So, um, I mean, this applies to Apple. There might be an equivalent on Android devices, but Apple has a new feature they released within the last year, like the last six months called, um, focus and Mm. it's the do not disturb function, but now it is a more robust feature where you can set particular times when it automatically turns on and you can have it automatically turn on for certain things. Um, and then you can also designate, um, different types of focus. So for example, you can, um, say block out all work notifications, but allow all personal notifications come through. Wow. And yeah, it's super cool. And so I actually, I mean, I've turned it on for our podcast, for example. And when I start exercise in the afternoon, it automatically turns on so that if somebody's trying to reach me when I'm exercising, they don't think I'm rude because I haven't gotten back to them in a half hour. They will get a, they will see kind of like when you're driving and it says this person's driving the return, they will see a little notification on the text message that says this person has do not disturb on right now or some variation of that. And they will get back to you. 
So anyways, highly recommend Very it. Very cool. Yeah. I, let me ask you a selfish question. Yeah. So is this where it's available only for the newer phones of Apple or is it for any Apple phone? It's for um, all Apple phone. I don't want to say all because it, that all is a lot, but um, any phone within the last probably like five plus years, it's just you have to have the latest software. So gotcha. it's really Great. if your phone is compatible with the latest iOS version of iOS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Great. it came out in like iOS 15.0, 15.1, something like that. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. So anyways, look that up. It's called the focus feature. So, um, well, though, so that would, yes, I, I agree. I loved your ideas and tips. Um, the, I'm going to move on to the next one here. Um, the, you know, the work day is almost never a basic routine because when you're an entrepreneur, everything from taking out the trash to coming up with the next great idea is all on your shoulders. Um, so overworking become an, it can become an issue since there's always something to do. And this is something that like I had to learn personally where mm-hmm. I just kept working and working and working. And as soon as I felt mm-hmm. like I made some good progress, I would think for half a second about what needed to be done. And it was like everything, <laughs> everything still needs to be done. Right. Um, so with knowing that, having that information, how can couples help each other out when they see that there are, so while there always there is always something, there are definitely peak times and lulls. So how can you help your spouse out when you see that the workload is climbing? Well, I would say it's as simple as saying, it seems to me that you're getting even more overloaded than usual. In what way can I help? What mm-hmm. can I take off your plate? Okay. That's it. You know, now notice I said, it seems. Right. You know, I'm noticing. In other words, I think that many people just have an automatic reaction to feeling like they're, that they, if they feel like they're being controlled. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and of course an entrepreneur, you know, is somebody who can do so much and is willing to do so much and has so much energy, et cetera, et cetera. So for them, they may object to the concept of, you know, it's not too much for me. I can do this. Um, so that's why I was stepping gingerly in the suggestion. You know, you could even right. say, am I correct? It seems like there's a little bit more than usual. So you um, don't come at the person with a definitive statement like you're overworked or correct. you look correct. exhausted, um, yeah. uh, which could be a little demeaning. or put. So what you're trying to do is avoid putting them on the defensive and instead correct. open them up to hear what you're about to offer. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. No, that's great. I'm um I'm gonna jump to the last question really quick and then I'll circle okay. back to number four. Um okay. so because I feel like this falls in line. So as I was just mentioning, it doesn't matter how much work you've done, how much preparation you've done, there's always more. Um and so when you ask your spouse if you can come in and help, um I feel like you answered the approach. Um but your spouse, assuming that they are overworked or this is like a peak time for them, they can feel mm-hmm. stress. How do you navigate the the stress and the pressure so that you're able to offer it and when they m- might not be on the, their best behavior, are able to kind of take it in stride and know that it is under these circumstances? Or 
do you wait to have the conversation later or do you correct them in the moment when they, you know, let's just say that they snap at you? Yeah. Okay. So a couple of things. First of all, um, one of the other ideas would be to say, you know, I could be misreading this, Mm -hmm. but I'm a little concerned about you. Um, It seems like, you know, you're, you're really tired. Is there something I can do? When I read your question, I also interpreted or thought about what about the entrepreneur themselves and them knowing that they're coming into a stressful time. When I don't know if you remember, there was a time where I was being entrepreneurial as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was hard because I was continuing to do my usual therapy practice, but I was trying to branch out and offer all types of relationship advice in, in different kinds of media. So I would be working around the clock. But I think that one of the things that would be helpful one of the things I should say is to go to your partner and say, look, I have to tell you that I'm coming up towards a more stressful time than usual. So in advance, I want you to, you know, please understand that, you know, I might be a little shorter than usual. And if you could, Perhaps you would be willing to do X, Y, and Z rather than me having to worry about that. So in other words, what I'm saying is I think, you know, like any good relationship, this is a communication issue. Mm -hmm. And if you can alert your partner that, you know, things are going to be a little tougher than usual and to sort of, you know, hang in there with you and maybe help you out with a couple of things, it would be a little bit you know, easier for both of you. Mm-hmm. Yes, I 100% agree with all of that. I I feel like as I've gotten older, I have appreciated uh, preparation more mm. um, because it's you, there are so many things that you cannot control uh, in life and work um, and the workload that you have, particularly in such a fluid environment that we seem to be working and living in. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like the more stuff that you can prepare ahead of time and set Mm -hmm. those expectations, it just, it just, it does. It really just makes things easier. And I, I know personally that when I have deadlines coming up, just being able to set the expectation, like I'm going to have to work late, I'm going to have to put in more time, or I have this deadline at the end of the week. And so if, if Jess doesn't see me or if she sees that I'm a little stressed, like she, she offers me more grace because she knows Mm -hmm. that I'm on a deadline, that kind of thing. So it not only helps me cope, but it helps her cope as well. Um, Absolutely. So yeah. So the preparation thing's huge, I think. Um, okay. So the, one of the pieces of advice, again, this is going back to the Bloomer Bloomberg article Mm-hmm. is one of the entrepreneurs talked about how helpful it was to um, appreciate the little things that were done. Mm-hmm. And they they mm-hmm. talked about, for example, bringing their spouse coffee in the mm-hmm. morning, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. When you have to wor- worry about making an entire business run, um, you, you can appreciate those little things and not having to worry about the little things, um, the laundry, taking out the trash, whatever it is, right. Mm -hmm. You know, 
just waking up and grinding beans in the morning. You don't have to worry about that stuff. So what kind of little stuff can a spouse do that can help their partner, their entrepreneur, um, that would be helpful or appreciated that I haven't mentioned? Okay. So I'm going to talk to it from both ends. Okay. So again, like you said, making the coffee, emptying the dishwasher, doing the laundry, making the beds, you know, things like that. And again, just saying, you know, what could I take off your plate? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, um, you know, doing some of the chores like uh, getting the gas or going to the cleaner, um, you know, some of the little things that take time, mm-hmm. but are not something that uh, the skill set <laughs> has right. to be specifically one of you. Okay. On the other end, I also think that there are little things that the person who's working so hard can do that will not take a lot of um, time, mm-hmm. that will not take, because time is really precious, you know, that's what we're talking about here, right. that will not take a huge amount of effort, but that will really go a long way. So when your mate brings coffee, you don't just grunt and say, mm. Okay. (laughs) You say, you know, like, honey, here's your coffee. Mm. You say, thanks. I really appreciate you bringing it to me. Um, Letting the person know, okay, we're going to be up against a rough spot. And I just want you to know how much I appreciate, you know, that, that you understand when I go through these hard times. Sending a text in the middle of the day, I haven't forgotten you. I love you. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, little things like that, even just, you know, scribbling a note, busy day, but you know, you're, you're always on my mind. Little things like that will at least let the non-entrepreneurial partner know, okay, I still matter. I still have significance here. I'm not being totally forgotten about. So I think that there are the little things on each end, that can go a big way. Right. No, that's a really great point because you're right. Because if you're so focused on keeping the your business afloat, um, it, it can sometimes get lost. That like, no, 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 I actually think about you all the time throughout the mm-hmm. day. And mm-hmm. just letting your spouse know that mm-hmm. uh, can be, you know, really impactful. And, and to yes. your point, it doesn't take a lot of time or or effort for that matter. Just consideration, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is fantastic. Did you have anything else that you wanted to bring up before we wrap this one up today? Well, while I was attempting to be an entrepreneur, uh, one of the lectures I heard, and I feel terrible, it's somebody who's really famous who would come and speak to us, and I'm forgetting his name at the moment, but one of the things he said was he always made Sunday a non-work day so Mm. that he could look forward to it so that there was family time so that the partner knew, okay, this doesn't just go on and on and on with no break. Um, now perhaps some people listening say, well, I can't afford a whole day, but you know what? Then do a half a day. Mm -hmm. But if you know that there's a break because stress is cumulative, and if you know that, you know, there's a break, there's a clearing at some point, it will make it easier to continue on this road. Mm-hmm. 
That is okay. So that is such a great, uh, bit of advice. Um, that reminded me that, so Jess, who has her own business, Mm -hmm. uh, she has what she calls a do nothing day where Mm -hmm. she basically the responsibility, the big responsibilities are, I'll tackle those tomorrow. This is my do nothing day. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's because, you know, and it's, uh, an understood, uh, part of the process now. Mm-hmm. And she has somebody who we work with um, who does a Sabbath day where they disconnect mm-hmm. from all mm-hmm. the electronics uh, mm-hmm. one, once a week. Um, and it, to your point, it sounds like such a luxury. Um, but when you make that your rule and mm-hmm. it's a consistent rule, uh, I mean, those those are the rules, right? Like that becomes yeah. the accepted reality that you have created for yourself and other people will either accept it or they don't accept it. And if you do accept it, then guess what? You've just created this new scenario for yourself where you're offline for a day. Yeah. Um, and, and it really, I, I, just to your point, I think it is really important to find the downtime, regardless of how much downtime it is, uh, mm-hmm. because, I, you know, it is important. So. The other thing I'm going to add is that, of course, being an entrepreneur, there's constantly ideas that you have. So now you start to think about them and then you're not as present. So have some way of writing it down Mm -hmm. and just saying to yourself, okay, I'll work on this when the down, the, the quiet time is over. Um, but that writing it down will allow you not to ruminate on it as much because you know that, you know, you'll, you'll be able to think about it. Yes. Um, and then I will part with this episode with two last bits of tech advice. Um, I create reminders through my phone to Mm -hmm. remind me in an hour uh, or whatever to do that. And then I also use my notes app and I have just a ginormous list of ideas and thoughts Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. you know, things that I have just jotted down. So for those moments when I'm afraid that something's going to disappear into the ether, I have to write, write it down. But otherwise, Mm -hmm. if it's something that needs to be tackled, I will set a reminder. So those are, those are my, uh, my pro tips for you. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, Karen. This was a great way to kick off the new year. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Steve. Uh, It is always a pleasure. And before we go, I want to remind everyone that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get this information at her website, drkarensherman.com. You can also find it on our website, hitchedmag.com, along with our, I mean, years and years, decades, decade plus a number of podcasts, um, along with thousands of articles, all available to you for free. So please check that out. Okay. Until uh, next time, take care, everybody. Bye.